Welcome to Gamers Cafe. Yes, we're open for business, so, you know, come on in, grab a cup of coffee if you got one. Hope it's a good, strong brew because we've got a lot going on for today, for this week in gaming. That's right, I'm your host, Brett Dicer, as always, so come on in. We're open for you. Anyways, uh, going on with the gaming news that's going on. Uh, Shadow Warrior 2, yeah, it's getting free updates. Woo! We always like free when it comes to gaming, and that means new missions, modes, and weapons. That's right. So if you have that game, and you know I've seen around the net, it's actually a pretty good game. The reason why I didn't review it is because, well, there are a lot of first-person shooter games. you got you got to have balance. You can't just review all of these. Uh, but I do try to you know, balance it out a little bit. Anyways, the free updates will bring uh, the, I'm probably going to butcher this, the Nova Sutra Rage, which is the famous katana uh, that caused so much trouble in the original game. That's right, woo. Um, patch also includes um, different types of modes you can play as well. So, I mean, hey, I mean, new modes and, and new weapons, I mean, and new missions and all the other fun stuff. Why not have that? But yes. Um, there will also be an ultra-hard challenge mode alongside the new weapons and items and co-op ninja characters. So, yeah, you've got a lot going on with that. Uh, I'm great. It's, it's great to see that because I'm always, always excited to see when uh, when uh, developers actually, you know, give some free updates. Because, I mean, you did help them out and buy their game. You didn't have to. I mean, Battlefield 1's out, so, I mean... It, it is what it is, but yes, I'd like to also note that we are actually now officially in the holiday season for gaming, so be prepared for uh, Entourage or Onslaught, Entourage, no, Entourage is not the right, right word, Onslaught of new games coming out, so choose wisely and choose well, because you'll have a lot of options. Alright, I really wasn't really going to talk about this, but I decided that it actually needed to be talked about. So, apparently there was this massive DDoS, or de Dedicated Denial of Service attack that knocked out Battlefield 1 servers, Twitter, Tumblr, Shopify, apparently it was credited with that one as well, uh, Spotify, all the I, all the Fies, uh, just a lot of different sites were affected. Also the PSN network, uh, looks like uh, Xbox Live was affected as well, and this was... This was Really the target of DYN, which is a site for upstreaming uh, and just streaming in general. And so uh, it, it was pretty bad. It, it affected East Coast, West Coast as well. West Coast has been rectified. It looks like East Coast should be rectified as well. But it was a major thing. And, well, Homeland Security is even getting involved with this one as well. It was pretty dedicated. It was pretty... It was pretty... Basically, this attack... Was in the process or in the planning for weeks, and these people know what they're doing. So this is just not your run-of-the-mill. I'm gonna download a DDoS type of uh, program code uh, and then just launch it out. No, this was pretty dedicated. It was even uh, happened to be part of the Internet of Things because, unfortunately, and I've said this time and time again on Digital Coffee Podcast, that. Internet of Things are not very secure, and this is just a wake-up call to, well, manufacturers that are making these that you need to find a better way of securing these things, because these are going to be causing a bigger and bigger problem. So, 
what could have happened is a printer could have been uh, attacked or attached to these uh, malicious codes. Uh, Nest as well, your smart TV, your Wi-Fi router, anything could have been that. Alexa, you never know. I mean, Alexa could have been like, hey, you getting short with me? Malicious code, makes you grumpy. It happens. Or he, if you change the voice. I really care, to be honest with you. Yes, so, uh, well, check out to see if you can find a way to see if it's actually uh, one of your devices that caused it. But yes, it should all be resolved. It's just, it just was a little touch and go for part of the morning today. Anyways, moving on to there is a strike going on. It is the video game voice actors that are going on strike. That's right, they have not come to an agreement with uh, publishers and they've decided to effectively go on strike uh, midnight tonight. Yeah, that's right. So that means uh, prior games could be affected by the development of this as well. Um, now, the negotiations were underway at about early 2015 and it looks like the deal just could not be reached. Uh, there were a few problems with this. One is that uh, the actors, I would say it's just not voice video game uh, work as well. It's also mocap and different types of uh, capture performers as well. So it's just not voice actors, it's the other ones as well. So it's a whole encompassing. So I just wanted to uh, clear that up for the record. It's not just voice actors, but they are in there as well. Um, but the the primary concern was the transparency of performers did not know exactly what game they were working on. And that's kind of a little weird because actors in general, musicians, whoever actually knows what they're actually going to be doing, dancers as well, knows what they're going to be doing. So why wouldn't they tell you what they're going to be doing? I mean, it just seems a little weird. The secondary issue was more compensation of the game. If the game was out, sold well, uh, they could get a bonus or the employer could refuse to consider this option, excluding games from talent. Uh, from union talent if they are unable to afford upfront bonus structures. Uh, so that was another, another little contention as well, which is fair because uh, voice work is now a really integral part of gaming right now. 20 years really wasn't. That was just a newfangled thing of voice actors, and it usually wasn't that great voice actors, to be honest with you. It was pretty cheesy. They've gotten better over time, so there's lo and right now I would say there's a lot of really, really good, or most of them are really, really good voice actors. But the compensation of, yeah, they should be compensated, because they are the ones bringing kind of the emotion, bringing the character to life, uh, just as much as the mocap uh, actors as well, uh, or performers. Uh, they're bringing it to life. So all these are bringing it to life, and so they should be compensated for that if the game does well, because it is their voices on the line just as much as your writing. And, voice, and game writing has been better over the years, still not the best, but it's been better. So I do hope that they come to a amicable, amicable uh, joint uh, compromise, uh, compatibility, yes. Uh, I do hope that they come to just a, a really good uh, collaborative uh, deal where it does benefit both of them. Because let's be honest, it needs to benefit the company just as much as it needs to benefit the actors and the performers as well. So I do hope it comes to that because we don't want to see games delayed for just for this. That's just that's that's just not cool. But uh, I do understand this and I completely uh, agree with that of saying that hey, we need to you know get a little bit better, um, get a little better deal. 
because it should be a good deal for the voice actors and mocap uh, performers as well as the developers and publishers. They shouldn't be rigging all the benefits. All right, Skyrim Special Edition. Unlock times are going to be different depending on where you're at. Uh, I'm sorry about that. It's unfortunate, but it's going to happen. It comes out this coming week, the 28th to be exact, and that is going to be Friday, so in seven days. Uh, and so if you're wondering, if you have all three of the DLCs plus the base game, obviously you will get it for free. If you don't, well, you're going to have to get the DLCs or just get the, uh, if you don't have the game at all, just the Legendary Edition. Now, it's going to come out at 5 p.m. on the Pacific Time, that's the October 27th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, October 27th, 1 a.m. British Summer Time, which is October 28th, uh, 2 a.m. Central European Summer Time, which is October 28th, 11 a.m. Australian Eastern Time Zone, October 28th, 1 p.m. New Zealand time, October 28th, and 2 p.m. Uh, Japan. Uh, Japan. It just doesn't say time, but I'm going to assume it's time. Um, now, if you do get all the bundles, uh, not complete until October 20th. It's going to take about 36 hours for that. So, buy it now or forever hold your peace and wait for 36 hours for that. But yes, we will finally get updated uh, version of Skyrim. Skyrim is a great game. Can't, you can't fault them for wanting to, you know, update it. And it should be interesting to see how well the mods will do with those as well. And which ones will, well, not do well. All right, there are new updates for an AMD and NVIDIA for graphic drivers. That's right. It's just in time for Battlefield 1, Civilization 6, and Titanfall 2. Since they all came out today, even though you could have played yesterday for Battlefield 1, if you're on uh, Pacific time, I played at 9 p.m. Uh, but anyways, the AMD... Uh, Radeon Software Crimson Edition is 16.10.2. And what this does is that, well, it fixed uh, fan speed may sometimes re remain elevated on select RX 400 series graphics products even when an application has been exited, which that means it's just a really annoying, like high, like fan spinning really loud, if you didn't really know that. Uh, iInfinity gr uh, group settings may not be retained after driver upgrade when using AMD Crossfire configurations. Mm -hmm. uh, Gears of War 4 may experience an application hang when using select high resolution and quality configurations in some specific game maps. These are all fixed, by the way. Uh, DirectX 12 content may be unable to launch on some older CPUs that do not support uh, Pop C and T instructions and Battlefield One AMD Crossfire Profile upgrade updates for game launch. Now for Nvidia is the 375.57 WHQL, uh, and this and this one has only about uh, two major ones I would say. Uh, the GeForce GTX 650 dots on all the characters in Grand Theft Auto. 107 through 8.1 and SLI GT, uh, Geoforce GTX 980M uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst Flickers on Ansel UI Win Image Move with Mouse Pointer. That's Windows 10. Uh, so you get that, and plus all the updated drivers for all the new game, or at least the portion of the games that are coming out this the end of this month, which is rapidly coming up. Uh, so you have that, so I would say download it now or as soon as you can because it will help uh, improve, improve the system, improve the game on Battlefield. 
All right, there are some interesting changes coming up with the Overwatch. That's right, uh, Blizzard's making some significant hero changes on the Overwatch uh, public test server. So you can download that, or if not, you can just wait it out. General dealing damage to non-players like uh, turns and a teleporter no longer charges ultimate abilities. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that one, but eh, whatever. Uh, ultimate costs have been increased by 25% for all heroes. So it's a little, a little bit more. Uh, and then uh, D.Va has mech health increased to 200, formerly 100, and armor remains at 400, so it's going to be a little bit harder to kill her. Uh, movement speed while firing has been increased by 25%. Interesting. Uh, Soldier 76, pulse rifle bullet damage increased from 17 to 20. Maximum bullet speed increased from 2.2 to 2.4. Should be interesting to see how easier people get kills with that. Uh, and a nano boost no longer increases movement speed. Mm, so no longer fast. I guess that, that'll help average the, um, the boost out in general. May Blizzard Ultimate uh, Cost has been increased by 15%. So May has been increased for uh, Ultimate Cost about 40%. Wow. I mean, hers used to come up pretty, much, pretty readily, but now it's going to be even less. Uh, okay, so Lucio, amp it up. Healing per second has been decreased by 10%. Zarya uh, particle barrier power gained from barriers decreased by 20%. And uh, projected barrier power gained from barriers decreased by 20%. So overall 20% on both those abilities. Uh, uh, tr uh Scrap is now automatically generated over time. I think I like that. That's, that's a pretty good one. And then the amount of scrap collected from a fallen enemy has been decreased by 40%. Forge Hammer swing speed increased by 25%, but damage decreased by 27%. Um, so it should be interesting to see how well this plays out and if any of these actually go over to just non-test server. Because right now they're just testing it out to see if it actually works or not. So you could have it work out, you could have some of it not being worked out at all. Uh, just depends, but these are some interesting things. Um, I agree with some of these. I don't agree with other ones. Um, I think the movement speed's fair with D.Va because she was pretty slow regardless of when you were firing. Um, increase in health. Mm, I don't know if I like the 100 plus more health because she already had pretty good armor. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Pulse rifle. I don't know if it really needed an increase in uh, damage, but we'll see as well. Uh, with that one, um, May, I kind of agree with because it was a little easier to get her um, ultimate. Uh, also with Zarya, I don't know if I agree with it. I maybe say decrease one by 10% than 20%, but we'll see. Um, Trobier, uh, I kind of like to generate it over time type of a thing. I think that actually is, might be actually work well. Uh, but like I said, it all depends if this actually works well or not. It could not work well at all. Alright, Blizzard has also updated Battle.net or Blizzard.net or whatever they're going to call it. I really don't know what they're going to call it. Uh, or is it Blizzard.net or it's just Blizzard? Blizzard Gaming? Blizzard, Blizzard, Blizzard? Anyways, they finally have uh, introduced Blizzard Voice Chat. That's right, they've been testing it out for eh, about a year and uh, it's finally coming out to the masses and so you can only chat with your friends. Uh, let me say that before. You can only chat with your friends. This is in-game or in Battle.net uh, chatting, but it's called Blizzard Voice uh, because everything's going to now be Blizzard 
Blizzard game. I think it's gonna. I'm not supposed to be called. It hasn't changed on my computer quite yet. They finally released it. Uh, eventually, it probably will become a full in-game chat. But for right now, you can only really chat with your friends in-game. So you're out of luck with chatting with regular uh, non-friends when you're playing a game. So you're just going to have to type it out. Move. Please move! Um, but you could usually chat within Overwatch anyway, so there's probably not much of a difference with that. But it should be interesting to see if people actually use this or not. But yes, please update Battle.net if you want to use this. If you don't, update it. Well, you're a little weird about that. I'm not going to lie. You might as well just update it anyways. But yes, you can now chat away with your friends. Chat, chat, chat away. Um, but it should be interesting to see if this actually works out or not. But what you do is you go to your friend section and you just say create a channel and that's the way you can chat with your other friends or your friends friends or your actual friends I don't know I, I, I'm really not um, I really don't know you I may know some of you because I actually may have talked to you about it but I don't you probably know all of you that listen to it which thank you for listening to this podcast appreciate it alright well Samsung has uh, well, they've had a debacle on their Note 7 meaning that basically catches on fire and it's not really usable and well it's caused property damage but Samsung is not happy that well someone created a mod that made a phone explode and it basically was hearkening to Note 7 and so they decided to say to go to YouTube and do a DMCA and YouTube's like nope not gonna happen and has denied it and so well all is well that ends well I guess not for Samsung but at least the video's back up because, you know, to be honest with you, it's not like it hurt Samsung any further than what their phones have already done them, done to them. I mean, seriously, your phones are exploding. You might want to fix that. Uh, but I just think it's funny that they got upset about that. I think it was pretty funny that a modder for Grand Theft Auto V made it. I think that's hilarious. You just throw the phone and it explodes. I think that's pretty funny. I mean, it may not be funny for... Samsung, but it's still pretty hilarious that they made a bot that makes the phone explode and you can, uh, cars explode with them. Because why not? It happened in real, uh, phones weren't technically exploding, they were just, you know, smoking and catching on fire, which is still not great, but they weren't, the phone in real life was not exploding, it's just the battery kind of just imploded and smoked the phone and then, you know, burn carpet, burn wood. Oh, fun stuff. Uh, but anyways, moving on to Ark Survival Evolved adds procedural maps. Uh, generated maps, sorry. Procedural generated maps, plus um, new explorer modes, uh, new creatures as well, and they're somewhere very territorial, and other things as like that. But the procedural maps is going to be interesting as well for that. Now, Ark Evolved has been... A very popular game in Ark Survival Evolved, excuse me. Uh, but it's had some controversy with the Scorch Earth DLC with a lot of community community has been upset about. The problem is with early access is that you don't know if the company is going to do this or not. You are kind of beholden to the company actually uh, making the game, delivering on the game, and not having it languish for over four years. I'm talking to you, Daisy. You kind of need to get out of that early access because you've been in there forever. Um, but we'll see if this uh, if if this ever comes out of non-early access. Uh, if this actually comes just as a full-scale game, 
and not just early access for 5, 10, 15 years, as some games seem to go that way. Some games actually make it out, but some games actually never make it out, and you're like, um, I think it's time for you to, you know, not be on this anymore. Alright, are you looking in the market for upgrading your RAM? Well, you might want to wait a little bit. It looks like from a price history that uh, DDR4 RAM has been going up. So if you're looking for the DDR4 RAM, I would not suggest buying it now. The reason being is that, uh, well, it's mobile phones. Uh, the Samsung Galaxy S6, the HTC One M9, and the Pixel phones, plus with the Note 7 and the replacement phones, have been uh, wanting the demand of DDR4, which has increased the price because of the great demand. Now, this can fluctuate and can go back down once all this uh, once this is all situated and I'm pretty sure with the halt production of the Samsung Note 7s this will actually decrease prices as well but for right now I would hold off until you see the prices start to become lowered uh, because right now it wouldn't be the best time to actually upgrade your system to DDR4 because you're going to be paying more than usual uh, because right now it's been around $60-$70 uh, or Recent weeks has been $60-$70 for DDR4 RAM, and now it's been going up to $75 plus, which is a huge, which is could be five or more dollars uh, price increase. So I would wait. I would definitely wait. But DDR4 is good RAM, but I would definitely wait for the price is to drop, drop down. All right, there's some uh, interesting news coming out of Beyond Good and Evil 2. Well, it looks like the game was playable in 2008, but held back because of uh, technical limitations. They say issues, but it's more limitations. They want to do a whole bunch of things that they weren't allowed to do in Beyond Good and Evil, that uh, they've had a bunch of different prototypes ready, and they've all been playable, but they want to do things like planet exploration, space travel, and cities, and the technology at the time in 2008 was just not there yet. Now it's actually there, and so they're working on it, because they, they transition and switch to Rayman, which are really great games, 2D games are really, really good. If you don't have them, I would look at the Raymond games, Raymond Origins, they're actually really good. But uh, they have, they are now fully at work on it and they say they have a lot of work to do. So don't expect this game to come out anytime soon, especially with, well, the recent uh, strikes for voice acting. It could be even longer <laughs> if they can't get anybody, but yes. They've said that the reason why it wasn't out yet or wasn't out for quite a while is because of technical limitations, which is kind of like uh, Star Wars with the prequels. Even if you love them, hate them, the reason why Star Wars never brought them out until later on was because of, well, technological limitations. And it's the same way, but they now have those, so we'll eventually get to see this. I'm not, I'm probably pretty sure it's going to be 2017. Or probably more towards 2000, late 2018, early 2019. It's kind of like my projections. I could be wrong about that. Don't hate me because of that. It's a guess. It's an educated guess. All right. Are you still playing Doom? Well, there's a new update. It has arcade mode. That's right. You can play any game like an arcade. Uh, yes, you can play any game kind of like an arcade mode where you get points for each kill you do. And you can play any map with all the weapons uh, and all the unlocks as well and you know kind of just go around killing things and getting points and hopefully headshots 
and all those other fun things that come out of Doom. But yes, Doom was a fairly fun game. If you have not picked it up yet, I highly recommend picking it up. The single player was top-notch, one of the best things that's come out of it. It's probably one of the best Doom games since the original Doom, Doom 1 and Doom 2 came out. So, like I said, go pick it up. It's a really fun game. You're missing out if you haven't played it yet. Just throwing it out there for you. I mean, you don't have to if you don't want to. If you love first-person shooter games, this is the one to do it because it brings back old school. Uh, anyways, moving on. Nokia is actually testing really fast uh, internet speeds in South Korea. Yeah, insanely fast to 52 gigabytes per second speeds. Now, here in America, we barely are getting to one gigabyte. That's right. We Americans or American companies do not upgrade our system very well. I'm talking to you, Comcast with your data caps, AT&T with, well, same thing and still crappy. Yeah, Spectrum's pretty good. Uh, but seriously, why are we so... It baffles my mind that they want to do data caps. And yes, this is going to be a rant, so take a firm seat. It baffles my mind that they want to do this, they want to do data caps, and yet we can't get over a gig of internet speed. Seriously, Comcast, are you that bad that you don't see that you're so bad? I know that didn't make sense, but seriously, I'm just so frustrated with that company alone because you are the worst company. Let's just let's just say it. you're gonna be the worst company for ten years, automatically. Well, maybe even Wells Fargo can beat you, but you're close. You're close to it. I mean, we barely are hitting over 500 gigabyte. I mean, megabytes per second, and South Korea testing out 52 gigabytes per second. What the heck? Seriously. Can you stop being on the copper wire of the DSL and just go with Fios? Why does it take you guys so long to update your system? Oh, we need to maximize our profits. Great, maximize it while actually upgrading your infrastructure. For gosh sakes. Seriously, go digital. Why is this so hard for you? I mean, ATT Violet, we upgraded our system. I'm like, yeah, five years too late. Thanks. Later. Ugh. It gets really frustrating sometimes when companies are are imposing data caps to maximize their profits and not upgrading their system. Seriously, eventually your system's not going to be able to handle 4K, and it's coming. You, you guys got to get ready. I would say go to the Gigabyte soon. Very, very soon. Like now. It just baffles my mind sometimes. South Korea. Way, way fast internet. America, 12th in, in the world of internet speeds, even though we kind of, you know, help set up the internet. We're still behind because AT&T sucks, Comcast is even worse, and they just can't, you know, upgrade their system. Upgrade your system! If you're on AT&T, please tell that to your boss, or Comcast too. And actually, tell a lot of things to your CEO and Comcast. Tell them to stop being stupid! I know, I, I'm very much capitalist, but seriously, there's capitalism and there's cronyism. And the internet service providers are on the latter. They're not capitalism at all. That's why Google's coming in and making them actually upgrade their system. Anyways, moving on. Uh, BJ Bozowski, yes, the hero from Wolfenstein. Well, it looks like the uh, voice actor is teasing the sequel for Wolfenstein. Let's be honest. 
the latest Wolfenstein game was really good. It was fun. It was great to see uh, Wolfenstein back to its uh, former glory because the last two before that one weren't very good. Um, but yes, there is more than likely going to be a new Wolfenstein game that did really well, and it's really fun. It's really fun. Um, so I'm happy to see that they're actually thinking about doing this, but I think Bethesda is, does a really great job of uh, maintaining uh, brands and actually doing a good job with all that stuff. Uh, I mean, look at Quake Champions. looks like it's going to be a really interesting game as well. So it should be great to see that they're eventually going to come out with a new Wolfenstein. Don't know quite yet when they're going to come out with one. I hope uh, Machine Head, Machine Gun Head, whatever developer actually made uh, Wolfenstein comes back and makes this one because they did a really good job that you got to give it to them. I mean, I know it's ID's property, but seriously. Well, it's Bethesda now, too. But seriously, you got to give it to them because they did a really great job, and this was a really... That was a really fun game. Really fun. All right, Deus Ex Mankind Divided has the latest patch, and it does target DirectX 12 issues. A couple of them are improved stability and performance, major improvements to loading time. Uh, you can toggle DirectX 12 from either the launcher window or from the display options within the game, and uh, the note that DirectX 12 requires a restart of the game if deactivated from within a game running session. So be on the lookout for that as well. Now for multi-GPU support, it's only going to be in the preview right now, so that's not going to be supported quite yet. But at least they're getting on their way to actually getting this out the door and done. So you can actually use DirectX 12 because DirectX 12 is why a lot of people upgraded to Windows 10 because of that. Because it does a lot of great things. But a lot of game companies have uh, right now not been using it as well or even implementing it. So hopefully newer games will be starting to implement this. Uh, we will see if they actually do or not. All right. Here was an interesting thing about... Uh, a modder that created a three-hour-long Doom 2 level. <laughs> it took him 300 hours to build. That's insane. But it's a three-hour-long Doom 2 level. Now, our Doom level. Oh, it's Doom 2. Sorry. Doom 2 level, but it's it's Doom Wad. Um, now, I'm, I'm really excited to see that all these uh, modders are going back to Doom Doom 2, or especially Doom 2, and making uh, custom levels, because Doom 2 was a great game, and this is just really awesome to see. Um, now, he created, like, rooms within rooms. It, it, it's really interesting, and the art direction is pertaining to what monsters are in there as well. He also created some new monsters from his own creation as well. But 300 hours, dang, that's commitment right there. That is straight up commitment that is like nope I'm getting this done and this is getting out but that is that I do props to Ben Mansell uh, for doing that because that is amazing work dude uh, so I would look into that it's called foresight if you want to actually look look into that but originally he was creating this on Doom 3 and well when he was in school papers piled up and work piled up and so he did this instead and dude this is awesome this is amazing um but yeah 300 hours to build dang it's a lot of time lots of time but I mean I'm mean, thinking about just downloading it and using that as well all right, Watch Dogs 2. Well, some requirements are out, but it's being delayed on the PC uh, a little bit longer, so it's not going to be a huge delay if you're actually looking forward to playing the game. 
I'm not going to be reviewing this. I'm going to be doing uh, Dishonored and maybe Tyranny instead. I'm trying to not do first-person shooters, but it's Dishonored 2, and I really like Dishonored 2. Um, but it's coming out November 29th instead of November 15th, so it's a slight delay. It's not a big delay. Uh, also, uh, minimum system requirements is uh, for operating system 7, uh, Windows 7, SP1, or Service Pack 1, Windows 8.1, Windows 10, 60-bit versions only. Uh, processors is uh, Intel Core i5 2400S at 2.5 gigahertz and AMD FX6120 at 3.5 gigahertz. 6 gigs of RAM. Video card is NVIDIA GeForce GTX 660 with 2 gigs and uh, Radeon HD 7870, 2 gigs or better. Uh, hard, drive, uh, hard drive space is 50 gigs. They're just getting bigger. Peripherals is, well, keyboard. Microsoft uh, Xbox One controller and DualShock 4 controller as well. Uh, for recommended operating systems, the same. Uh, for the processors, Intel i5-3470, 3.2 gigahertz, and AMD FX8120, 3.1 gigahertz, uh, 8 gigs of RAM, and then NVIDIA for the graphics card is NVIDIA GeForce 9, uh, GTX 783 gigs, GeForce 974 gigs, and GeForce GTX 1060 or better, and then Radeon R9 4 gigs or better, uh, 50 gigs of hard drive space, and peripherals the same as well. For general support, it's going to be 4K supporting, uh, stuttering slash lag frame rate op optimization, no FPS cap. Yay! Yay! Now, if you're new to PC gaming, we want this. We like the no capping because we don't want the capping because... PCs are built, you can build your PC to, you know, be really powerful. So, when they do cap games, like some of them have, uh, some, yeah, some of them have, like Mafia 3, uh, it's just not good, and we get upset about that. Full SLI and Crossfire support, which is also great. Multi-save file support, whatever. Uh, Multi-monitor support, which I have, but I kind of use just one monitor to play games, because really, you just need that. I just use that if I'm going to actually be live streaming, which I should do more often, and I don't. I apologize for that. Anyways, improved uh, graphics features is screen space, uh, reflections, headlight shadows, extra detail options. Uh, we have the field of view sliders, pixel density sliders, sharpness sliders, ultra texture pack available at launch, ambient collision options, anti-azzling uh, options, and just a slew of other things as well. It's quite it's quite hefty, but that's great to see that that big of support for PC because. That's what we actually want. Now I'm going to talk about two things that aren't really PC gaming centric. One is Nintendo did uh, unveil their new console. I don't talk about consoles very much, but I thought it because this was a big deal yesterday. Uh, it's called the Nintendo Switch. My problem is with this is that it looks way too similar to the Wii U. And not, I don't mean by style or design, but how to play it. So the Switch means that you can have a controller that looks like a controller and then take off two sides, put it on a tablet-like uh, uh, peripheral, and then play it on the go, I guess you could say. You could also take it off and put, give it to one and kind of play two-player with the tablet-like or the TV as well. My problem is with this is that it's too similar to the Wii U, also, the Wii U did not sell well, A, because, well, it wasn't high graphics, so you got the hardcore gamers out of there, um, and casuals are kind of just going to 
mobile with their mobile phones because mobile phones are getting uh, more powerful each time. It, it's, it's The rapid rate of that is just insane right now. So I just really don't know if this was the best thing. I, I do think they should have actually focused more on the hardcore gaming market, but I feel like they're just kind of giving up on them in general. It was great to see that they showed off Zelda, but Nintendo, just your own games is not going to cut it for having a successful console. You need to have third parties actually making it for that too. Now I do hope they sell well on that because usually when they don't, they just don't have support for it. Just like the Wii U stopped having support from third party developers and publishers, and guess what? There went your sales. It just gone. So, I don't know. I'm not really... I saw it, and I was like, oh, that looks cool, but I really wasn't, ooh, I must have this type of a thing. Now, if you did, that's awesome. But for me, it just seemed like a waste of money, to be honest with you. Now, also a big announcement was Redemption Re- uh, 2. Red, Red Dead Redemption 2. I don't know if I said that quite right, but let's say it again. Red Dead Redemption 2 was announced. It was announced for fall 2017 on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Now, I'm hoping... Hoping, hoping comes out to PC. It needs to come out to PC. It's, it would be a great game for the PC. Now, I always know that Rockstar comes out with their um, games later on with PC. They usually focus on the consoles first and then move over to PC. Now, I'm hoping this is the case because the first one never came to PC and it was, well, I really wanted it to come to PC because it would be much easier to shoot things because I'm way better at shooting things on a keyboard and mouse. That's just my thing. But it's good to see that it's coming out finally because Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption was a really great game. I played it on the Xbox 360. It was a really great game. It was a Western game. There's not very many Western games that are coming out or even movies, to be honest with you. Magnificent Seven was really the recent, um, well, because it came out recently, but it was one of the recent movies that was a Western. They don't do Westerns anymore. So I'm excited to see what this is going to be about and... As always, very updated graphics than the last one, and it just looks like it's going to be a really great ride. Once again, because it is Rockstar, they've had a consistent track record of making really well done games. Uh, It's also going to have multiplayer because of, well, Grand Theft Auto multiplayer was enormously popular. So I think you're going to learn the lessons from the last launch, and hopefully it'll do a lot better on that one as well. So I'm hoping, hoping it's coming out, but I am excited for this. Nonetheless, is it was, the first one was a great game. So sad to never come to to PC, but that's life. But yes, it was announced this week, and woohoo! It was announced. Yay! We know it's finally here. Also, if you guys didn't know, Civilization Six and Battlefield One came out today, today or Friday, I should say, if you're listening to this on Saturday. Friday came out Friday or October twenty first, and I've been playing through Battlefield 1. Um, single player, eh, it's alright. It's it's very linear. I haven't played the multiplayer quite yet. I'm just going through the single player right now just to finish that up and see how that's all about. But, eh, it's alright. It's not great. It's not bad. It's got, it's got a very Call of Duty 1 and 2 feel to it of jumping into different types of uh, people's shoes just in World War 1 instead of World War 2. So, it's interesting, great graphics, really great graphics, but when you have a more of a gaming monitor, everything looks better. Alright, let's go on to the gaming deals of the week. Now we have spell for God, we have Spellforce, Stronghold, Two Worlds, and more up to 85% off. 
Also got Painkiller. Uh, all right. It's not great. It's all right. Um, but Two Worlds is pretty good. It's not bad. It's good. Um, but you got some pretty good ones. Um, so check that out as well. You also have Broken Sword series uh, up to 60 or 75% off. And you have the Witcher anniversary sale. So you have a bunch of games uh, on sale. You have the Witcher Adventure game for $2.49. You have the Witcher 2 for $3. The Witcher uh, for $1.50. And Witcher 1 and 2 are all great games. They're all very different from the third one as well. But they're all really great games. So I would, I would definitely check it out if you played the third one. Just to... You know, kind of figure it out. But yeah, they're all really great games as well. For Green Man Gaming, you have Warner Brothers Lego Weekend up to 75% off, which is awesome. You have Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen for $11.99. You have the Z Collection, which is an old school strategy game for $4.79. And you have the Dark Souls 3 Season Pass for $21.29. For Steam, you have uh, Stellaris. For uh, $30. You also have the Witcher Anniversary Sale as well is going on. Um, so you have a bunch of those for, for sale on Steam. You also have the Fallout 4 Weekend Deal. Woohoo! So if you wanted to pick up any of the DLCs or any of the other games, um, or the previous games, you should probably do that. Um, you also have one more publisher deal, which is uh, Di Diaga Weekend Deal. It's a bunch of anime type games, so check that out as well. And hopefully by next week, I will actually have a better review for you for Battlefield Once. But since I just started playing it last night, I haven't had too much time to play it. But yes, I should have at least a uh, you know podcast review of it on here. So that is the end of Gamers Cafe, guys, and thank you for tuning in. And as always, subscribe to uh, Digital Coffee on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, and uh, iHeartRadio. Should finally be on there uh, through Libsyn. Also, follow Digital Coffee on Twitter at DigitalCO77EE, at Facebook Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram Digital Coffee Podcast, Vine at Digital.Coffee, Periscope at DigitalCO77EE. Hopefully I'll be figuring out how to do some live streaming on that as well. Um, and uh, Twitch at digital underscore coffee, uh, YouTube at digital coffee podcast, and player.me at digital coffee. And if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me either on Podbean or Patreon at digital coffee. All right, guys, join me actually on Saturday when I talk about Mark. You mean blend because, uh, well, things happen. It happens. But, yes, I'll be doing that as well. So see you on Saturday, guys. Later. Have a good weekend.